Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Aspian Menopause. Today I've got Wendy Morrison here with me. She's an acupuncturist and the editor of the Five Flavors magazine. Welcome, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. <laughs> nice to be here. Can you explain how, how food actually fits into wellness? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this little story first about the three doctors, uh, and this is on my website. And I was told this story um, when I was actually in China um, on a study trip by one of the traditional Chinese medicine doctors there in the hospital. So the story goes, a prince becomes very, very ill. And a doctor happened to be passing by and brought him miraculously back to good health. So the king was obviously over the moon about this and said to the doctor, you must be well known throughout the world for your incredible medical skills. The doctor answered, I am the youngest of three brothers who are all doctors. My eldest brother prevents illness by advising on appropriate food, exercise and lifestyle for his patients. He is the most famous throughout the kingdom. My middle brother cares for his patients with acupuncture and herbs to rebalance them back to good health when they become ill. And he is the next most renowned. I am simply a surgeon who is called upon when all else fails. Therefore, I am the least famous. It's the complete opposite to what we have in the West. It is, yeah. So the main uh, difference, I would say, is Western nutrition looks at food outside the body. So it actually looks at food, you know, what minerals, vitamins it, it includes. And they assume that anybody's body can assimilate those minerals and vitamins that are in that food. We actually look at, look at which foods are most appropriate for a particular person's body. So just say somebody has a very weak energy and their body isn't able to assimilate particular foods. So we actually look at, um, we give them dietary advice as to which foods are good for them. Wow, that really turns it on its head. So instead of the food label saying protein, carbohydrate, yeah. zinc, copper, whatever, yeah, it all depends on the individual person. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You were explaining how something like an apple, how it could be eaten by one person and not another. Just say a woman who comes to me for treatment and is very lethargic totally wiped out and she's been eating lots of raw food because she believed that salads are good for her western nutrition says don't cook your food because it contains all the nutrients that are in the food but basically her body wasn't able to actually digest the food well enough to actually produce good blood and good energy from that food. So the way we work, you know, from a Chinese medicine perspective, is we say to the, the patient, you need to eat cooked food all the time, no raw food at all. Even in summer? Even in the summer. Wow. Wow. That is so contrary to everything mm. we get told. Kale smoothies. smoothies for breakfast. And smoothies are actually still raw food, even if right. they've been liquidized 
it still can weaken the digestion. Because basically when the stomach and spleen haven't got a lot of, well, we call it yang energy, so that's the active energy in the body, when they put uncooked food in their body, it actually weakens their spleen and stomach even more. Because the spleen and stomach have to warm the food up first, then start to digest it. So that's drawing energy from the person. So they often feel very tired after eating. It's quite a common thing. So that's a sign and symptom for me as a practitioner that their digestion is weak when they are tired after eating. A woman can come to me with menopausal symptoms and one woman would still be having menopausal symptoms, but I would treat her completely different to another woman who's got menopausal symptoms because they're different people. So one woman might be able to cope with raw food or maybe just slightly cooked food, but another woman might not be able to cope with it at all. So we do treat each person as an individual. Does that mean for the people that can't have raw food, is that for the rest of their lives? No, not. I would say once we get them stronger, and that's through eating cooked food, and there's particular medicinal things like having ground ginger in hot water as a little tot, you know, three times in the morning, that strengthens the spleen's energy to be able to digest food. So what we're doing through acupuncture and using food as medicine, we gradually strengthen, gradually strengthen, gradually strengthen. And then during the summertime, they may be able to start eating some leaves, you know, like salad leaves. I would say to stay away from cucumber and tomatoes and celery because they're all very cooling to the body. So again, Chinese medicine dietary advice, we can look at the, it's called the thermal nature of food. It's another aspect. Tomatoes are very cooling, whatever you do to them. Even if you cook them, they're still cool. But something like an apple, once it's cooked into apple crumbles. Yeah, that's okay. fine. A stewed fruit on their, their muesli in the morning, apple sauce with things. Is it only ginger people use or is it also things like cardamom and, you know, cloves? They're all nice warming spices. Um, we, You know, for menopausal women, we actually recommend cinnamon as a tot. You would probably have a half a level teaspoon of cinnamon in about an inch of water, hot water. You stir it around. It'll still be grainy but then you just swig it back basically. And that actually benefits the yang energy of the body, which compensates for the yin energy, which is depleted in the menopausal time. How did you end up becoming the editor and of the Five Papers magazine? Well, I found that patients were coming to me. I was given the advice when they came for their hours treatment with me I was giving them advice to do with which foods were right for their body I really felt that there was something missing in that I wanted something to drop through their letterbox every season because we eat seasonally in Chinese medicine particular foods are more appropriate in winter than they are in summer 
like stews and things like that. So I wanted to create a magazine that had articles about case studies, which foods were right for that person. Some of the magazines cover the thermal nature of food, uh, the energetic root of the food, how to nourish particular organs. That is why I wanted to create a magazine. I've created them as online editions now. I don't actually print them anymore. If you were to give a message to menopausal women who have not yet tried acupuncture, what would you say to them? Definitely give it a try, definitely, because um, your body is going through a real transition during the menopausal period, which can be transformative in a very positive way. You know, from a Western medicine, you've got to be fixed, HRT and everything. And, you know, it's a natural process. So what acupuncture can do is actually support the woman's body going through this transition period to help calm the hot flushes. Um, we can give them food, dietary advice, and also, um, you know, anxiety can come along with menopausal symptoms. It's, it's quite a common thing and depression. So all those things can be helped by an acupuncturist who treats the person in a whole way. So they treat from a physical, emotional, mental and spiritual. So it's the whole person we treat. Right. So you're actually looking at how people... Because when, when I come along to the treatments, you're asking what's going on and I can talk about what I'm going through with my family or at work or how I'm feeling. You yeah. Know, you literally listen. It's not just point to the body where there's a pain. There's actually, if you're feeling if you're feeling sad or if you're feeling happy, all of those Absolutely. lead into it. And it's it's like the body isn't broken. It's giving messages and everything. Yeah. You then explain how one thing is going on that affects the other. It's actually quite... It's it makes it more of a voyage of discovery rather Absolutely. than a fix, you know, broken. It's it's yeah. more empowering. Definitely. Definitely. Mm. Because I do think that when a woman goes to see a doctor and they're given HRT, it's like they're giving their power away in some way. It's like, oh right, this patch that I'm putting on or a mm. tablet, mm. it's you know, oh that'll fix me. Mm. But they could have other things that are going on. But they're not being heard about those things. Mm. Apart from the side effects of doing all that. Absolutely. And then some women get told to just to slice it up, cut it off. You know, there's a problem, just chop it off. So that's very interesting um, because as this like second phase of our life, it's like a chance for women to start rediscovering who they are and why they're here. It just, Absolutely. It can be seen as such a powerful, there's that sense that, goes right back to our ancestors and to our grandparents and there's this like wisdom that comes through mm. and women are really really strong yes a lot of women who have had children and they've left home it's like they they've lost who they are it's like they were a mother and a wife but who are they so it's such a voyage of discovery to find meaning in their life again I wanted to ask you if you had some things that you do from a Buddhist perspective to calm yourself down when you're feeling stressed or anxious. If we talk about anxiety, our mind goes to an imagined future. And what happens is our spirit goes with that mind thought to this imagined future. So what happens is 
a feeling of disconnection within ourselves about this future. And usually the imagined future is the worst case scenario. That's what anxiety is. Worry tends to be about the past. So that's a differentiator between anxiety and worry. So once you begin to notice, oh, my mind is going to this future, imagined future, and my spirit is going with that thought, we need to be here in this moment. That is where our life is. Every single moment of our life, it can't be anywhere else but right here, right now. So the mantra, you say to yourself and you use your own name. So if I say to myself, come back, Wendy, right here, right now, into your heart. Come back, Wendy. It really, really is okay right here in the present moment. And you put your hand on your chest when you're saying this out loud to yourself. And if you're with other people, you can say it to yourself without speaking it out loud. And the process is, so you say the mantra, come back, Wendy. It really, really is okay here in the present moment. And then you come back to noticing your hands about what you're, whatever you're doing. If you're washing up, just wash up. If you're giving food to your child, just give food to your child. And what also helps is looking people in the eye. It really brings you back right here when you notice people's eyes. And the more you can come back to the here and now, you'll feel more in your life and not out of control. That's wonderful. So on the, the topic of things that, that we can do practically, you bless your water before you drink it. The world is at peace and I am too. And then you drink. And I usually say it three times, actually, each mouthful of, of mm. water. Mm. The world is at peace. And I am too. Lovely. Mm. You've got a, a very special teacher, Jeffrey. Yes. And um, you go off to train with, or I don't know if the word is train with him, but you actually go to Ireland and you meet with, with Jeffrey. And I do. So yeah. can you just say a little bit about Jeffrey and what, what he's doing and, you know, why you find him so inspiring? So Jeffrey Ewan, so it's Y-U-E-N, He's a Hong Kong Chinese, uh, but lives in New York. And um, he is world-renowned, actually. Um, so when I go over to Ireland, there's a, probably about 80 or 90 people that come to the uh, training. And they come from all over the world. People fly in from Canada, New Zealand, Israel, Russia, you know, all over the place. and He's a Taoist priest as well as a Chinese medicine master. And when he's speaking, so he doesn't use any notes at all for the whole training course. It's, it's like he's channeling. It's like he's got these masters, Chinese medicine masters, sitting with him because he uses we an awful lot when he's actually speaking. And he comes from the spirit. The spirit is the root of everything. So if you imagine, if you have 
um, meaning in your life, you feel excited about life, um, you want to look after yourself and others. If you can imagine the feeling that that is created within you, that actually helps every single cell in your body. It helps your blood, your bodily fluids, your spirit, your digestion, everything. And that's where he teaches from. It's amazing because every time he teaches, he's got a brand new topic and it's two days and he just... It's like the information just comes that yeah. hasn't been released to the world before. He only ever does it once. And it's recorded and then people... Yeah. Wow, that is amazing. And he's, he doesn't write any books. He's only an oral tradition teacher. Mm. And so when you're with him in the room, it's he's quietly spoken, you know, and sometimes people are chatting, 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 and then if somebody notices Jeffrey T speaking, we say, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> if you were going to give menopausal women some tips for summer, what would you say to them? I think the, the main thing for people, for women, to actually um, focus on is basically the stomach and the spleen are the, are the root of everything. So looking after the spleen and stomach will help with the digestion of food, which creates, basically creates food essence. So the stomach and spleen digest food, create food essence, which creates a red substance that goes up to the heart to be made into blood. So foods for summer, um, and again, you know, this is, depending on the person, mm -hmm. you know. Um, uh, anything that is uh, the orange colour, so orange is associated with late summer. So um, lentils, um, flowers, you know, like nasturtium flowers, um, the bitter flavour, so you can get particular salad leaves, um, that uh, well, the bitter flavour. So it's asparagus, um, alfalfa sprouts, those sorts of things um, actually help. It's called the descension. So it descends energy, which which we need during the summertime. I don't want to go into too many technical things, sure. um, but one major thing that can help menopausal symptoms is um, seaweed tea. And uh, it, you can't go out and buy CBT. It's my invention, actually. Um, so you just you buy culinary seaweed and just use a very small amount in a cup, add boiling water, let it steep, and you drink the liquid. So what happens is the um, seaweed is high in all minerals. You know, it's, it's very high in iron, iodine, calcium, magnesium, so many minerals. And they actually help to nourish the kidney yin. So when we're going through menopause, it's the yin of the kidneys that is actually deficient. So yin is cooling, calming, quietening. So those things 
aren't very apparent, are they, when you're going through the menopause? So seaweed replenishes minerals and the yin energy of, of the woman's body. And it can calm hot flushes. That's interesting. And so you're saying using the warm water that's actually, or the hot water is going to actually extract the minerals in a liquid form? Yes. Rather than having the dried seaweed as a salt replacer on food. So it's interesting. I, I suggest the tea because yes. people will do it regularly. Three cups in the morning every day to help with hot flushes. And what does it taste like? Some women have said to me, Wendy, it tastes like estuary water. <laughs> <laughs> I did it when I was going through the menopause yeah. and it so helped me. Interesting. In South Africa, when I was growing up, if, if you were going down to the coast, the indigenous people of South Africa, so the, the black people, yeah. if they knew you were going to the coast, they would give you a um, an empty Coke bottle and say, please bring back some seawater. Oh, wow. They actually drink seawater as medicine. They must have known that there's minerals and Definitely. salts in the seawater. I mean, I don't know what yeah. it's like these days in the sea, but this mm -hmm. we're looking, you know, this was like 50 years ago. They'd yeah, actually yeah. ask you to bring back a bottle of of water so you'd see people at the beach collecting seawater to wow. take inland for people that they knew very they good serve. very good very interesting yeah seaweed has so many benefits it you know if somebody has been through cancer and they've had um you know um radiotherapy or chemotherapy you know seaweed can help the body release you know it can release very interesting yeah Okay. And it's not um, expensive either, seaweed, no. which is great. Yeah. Which is probably why it's not spoken about. Yeah, absolutely. Very much so. Um, and, and it's definitely culinary seaweed because you need to know how it's farmed and, you know, yeah, good sources. So yeah. I've, I've often used clear spring as a make. Yeah. Um, and arami because it's very tiny, tiny little slivers of seaweed. And you just use about seven little slivers you don't need much if you were to name a superhero who is that do you have someone in your life that you would say is your inspiration i mean there's two people that spring to mind so one is jeffrey who we've already spoken about mm -hmm. and the other one is uh he uh used to be my acupuncturist and also mentor he's a shaman as well so uh michael pringle are there some myths that women have about other than food that you as an acupuncturist have come across and there's things women do that they think are benefiting themselves and the first thing that springs to mind is you know often when when women want to lose weight they have lots of salads they don't that isn't a good idea because usually when they accumulate weight that's because their spleen and stomach can't transform food essence and it creates fat interesting Right, so if people aren't seeing an acupuncturist, that would be a good time to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but all I'd say, though, is that all acupuncturists don't necessarily give food advice. Okay, but they can work on the um, the acupuncture, so the... Definitely, yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And just, I, I didn't do it earlier on, but acupuncture works on the energy meridians of the body. Yeah. So just for a basic beginner, so the needles are inserted at points that then increase or decrease the energy yeah get the flow going yeah okay and um what are some signs that um people are getting near the menopause do you, you know from a from a traditional chinese point of view so 
we've mentioned tiredness, we've had the anxiety, depression. Are there other things that you've seen popping up um, that women, if they knew that was all indications, they could stop panicking and realise it's actually the body's giving messages? Usually uh, changes in uh, menstruation. So, you know, suddenly either they get a very heavy period or uh, they become more irregular. So that can be um, a sign that their body is changing. And, um, you know, acupuncture can help with regulating periods. Um, yeah, in all sorts okay. of ways, yeah. That makes me think of uh, younger women. So looking at teenagers, um, girls in their 20s. Yeah. So are there things that they can do at that age that will help them later on in life? I'm thinking of... Um, like the kidney area I was always told not to let your you know that sort of because I grew up and it was the, the the fashion of you know having a low a low waisted um, skirt and then just having like a the midriff a, showing a, the midriff showing and <laughs> yeah. the back getting cold so is that is that a myth that keeping that area mm. cool no, no we've got to basically it's keep you lower back warm and your feet warm okay because the kidney meridian starts on the sole of the foot interesting so so, you know, walking barefoot on cold surfaces chills your kidneys. Interesting. So that's why thick woolly socks are so useful. Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what about wearing socks at night time? Is that good or bad? You know, I would say good. It actually keeps you more youthful because it keeps the kidney yang energy warm. And it's your yang energy that actually, you know, like that sense of adventure in life. It's kidney yang energy. That's oh. it. How interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's that's an unexpected tip about the, the socks and things. Yes. Wow. You've said we're in the, the late summer season now, because in Chinese medicine, they have five seasons, right? They do. They do. So it's spring, summer, late summer, autumn and winter. Right. And late summer is quite an unusual one, really. But if you just think about summer, to begin with, everything is growing strong and very alive. And then towards the end of summer, everything starts to go a bit leggy and starts falling over and get looking dried out and all those things. That's late summer. Okay, right. Because um, I've, I've left the, the grass in the garden. It's just turned into a meadow and the grass is exactly doing that. It's it's brown and it's laying flat. So yeah. that is the late summer. Yeah. Because, you know, living in a city, you don't see the changes of the leaves. You know, mm. if you don't if you don't have a garden, yeah. you actually don't see all these small signs. It's true. Things. So it's it's exciting to see that. There's something that just comes to mind, actually. Um, you know, about eating seasonally and food that is grown here yes. in this country. Because so many people... Um, you know, they go to the supermarket and whatever is available, they buy. Mm. So, you know, um, a lot of patients say to me, oh, I just love oranges. So oranges are tropical fruits. So and tropical fruits are grown in hot countries. When you eat them, they cool you down. So if you're in a hot country, it's exactly what you need to do. Mm -hmm. But if you're in England in a damp environment and you're eating lots of oranges it'll cool your digestion down big time interesting so all i'd say is um eat seasonally and locally right 
So asparagus, so there's asparagus season now. Yeah. So eating it now, but not in the depths of winter. Yeah. Imported from, you know, Africa. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And and but tropical fruits particularly okay. are very cooling. So what's that like mangoes, guavas, papayas, bananas, those sort of things? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean you can probably get away with bananas as you know, as long as they're very ripe. Do not eat them when they're green. Okay. Because they're really damp. Interesting. So, yeah. Because growing up in South Africa, we had those literally in the garden. Along mm. with what about avocados? Because as long as it's not underripe and it's not completely overripe, they're not citrus. It's more the citrus fruit that are very cooling. What about lemon though? Is lemon an exception? So a slice of lemon in hot water is is actually very good for the liver energy. So it's just a slice. It's not that you would eat a lemon. There are certain flavors, and that's why the magazine's called Five Flavors. Certain flavours influence particular organs. So the sour flavour, which is associated with spring, influences the liver. Summertime, it's the sweet flavour. And this is really interesting that people crave sweetness and they think they're craving sugar. But actually their body's saying the sweet flavour, which comes from baked sweet potato, carrots, rice you know well-cooked rice um it's the sweet flavor that, that the body is craving not sugar interesting yeah. autumn um is um associated with pungent flavor which actually influences the lungs the lungs actually do need some movement and pungent flavors uh, a little bit of mustard or some horseradish and then we're going into winter and winter is salty, the salty flavour. That can be fish, olives, celery. So you could have cooked celery in like a big stew. You can put olives into a stew. I think that's a good taster. Yes. And then if anyone has questions, they can get in touch and we could do a follow-up. Thank you very much, Wendy. Mm -hmm. It's been good fun. It has. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks.